so funny that you Googled soccer for I'm, dummies. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> my first volleyball game. So it's like, I, volleyball for hey, dummies. hey, it worked. It I worked. promise you, I typed, literally went to Google, said soccer for dummies, <laughs> volleyball for dummies. Welcome back to another episode of the Knockout Round. I'm Sarah Coe, the host of this podcast and one of the Annenberg Media Sports Editors. Today's episode is part two of what it's really like being a student journalist at USC. Keep listening to find out more and the answers to your burning questions. So we did do a poll from our Instagram page and we got some questions that you want us to answer. So we'll just go through all of them. So the first question is, have you ever been run over by a player when shooting a game? (laughs) I guess that's more directed towards me because I'm a photographer. Yeah. But I can't tell you how many times I've literally come home with a bruise on my shoulder or something. Jeez. The first time I got ran over was from Jonah Matthews, and he was coming down from a block or attempted block and just didn't land properly and just reamed right into me. Oh. I fell backwards, everything, but then I was like checking my camera after, like, did I get the shot? <laughs> Another time. Priorities. So I was at the Washington game, and Marquise was running towards me, and it didn't register to me that he was like, about to run me over and I just stood there and I have a picture of him so close to the camera you can see every detail of his face and then you just see these two like hands come out of the frame and that was a UW player that was chasing him down so Step didn't run me over but the Washington player put his hand on my shoulder and jumped over me and I was standing up. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was standing right next to the Fox broadcaster. And he was just like, oh, my God, you almost died. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I almost got pummeled by, like, a 6'4", 300-pound, oh like, man. That was the most crazy story, I think. Yeah, I, I can't say I have any experience getting run over myself. I mean, like, doing photography is really hard. It's so different. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, maybe that'll change because I'll be filming the USC-Oregon football game Oh, that's Oh, that'll be a fun one. So yeah. we'll we'll see if I come back next week on this podcast with, like, like a, a new bruise. bruise. Or just <laughs> slightly different voice from damage. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so our next question is, did you always know that you wanted to be a sports journalist? I knew just about as soon as I could understand basketball. Really? I, yeah, wow. I still remember watching AI and there was... AI, wow. So that long ago. It's been a really long time. Yeah, For wow. as long as I could understand what was happening on the TV and actually formulate words uh-huh. as a kid, I knew that I wanted to and... Initially, I was like, oh, let's go to NBA, blah, blah, blah. Ended up being 5'9". So that realistically would have been very, very extreme. I mean, Isaiah Thomas is 5'7 now. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Nate Robinson putting on for the short dude. Right, yep. But um, once I got in high school, my senior year, I really shifted my focus. And I made a live stream Twitter page for just about all of our teams. So And it was fun because a lot of my friends were on the football team. And I travel with the football team. I'd say so-and-so just caught a 60-yard pass from so-and-so. And it was cool because I was, in a sense, helping them get more coverage and notoriety. And that that was a lot of fun. Then, as I mentioned, LMU, I, I went and talked to our athletic director, said that I wanted to do play-by-play in color, was able to do that. 
had a radio show my sophomore year and it's been really great wow, ever yeah. since and here working with Shaw now so yeah wow yeah. that's awesome for me i think like you know it was high school and i was kind of lost didn't know which school i wanted to go to uh i didn't even know what major i wanted but i figured like hey, I'm not too bad at writing. Like, why not exploit that skill? Mm -hmm. And it turned into, like, yeah, like, I wanted to be a journalist. But then, you know, I found out while I was applying to all these schools that my dad actually wanted to be a sports journalist himself in college. And he was telling me all these stories about, like, being... He was, like, a sideline reporter for the Dodgers one game or a couple games, I think. And, um, like, it just sounded so intriguing and it, like, made me realize, like, actually, like, I've been wanting to do this for a while. I just didn't really think it was feasible. I mean, I, I would play basketball in middle school, high school, whatnot, uh, but I hit a growth spurt really late. I was always the shortest on the team and... I also just like to watch more than I did play, like analyze the game, see why these people are able to score so much or why these people uh, were doing so well in this game and whatnot. And it just turned into this like new love and appreciation, which just kind of combined with my writing skills. And when I got here at USC, it was like the first time that I got to really practice trying to be a sports journalist. And the joy that it brought me is unparalleled to anything else and like that just only confirms that this is what I want to do and it's it's just so it's such a unique feeling like getting that interview or like asking those questions or seeing like these people that you looked up to as a kid and then like interacting with them like and you're like on the same level too yeah and and there's that you know mutual respect in a way like totally different re kind of respect but you know like they're there to appease to your questions and to you know like your task and so that is just so rewarding to me that it's just like it's it confirms it all but confirms everything that I've wanted to do up until now I feel like I stand on the complete opposite and I didn't know I wanted to do this until literally two weeks ago <laughs> actually like and when I applied for the job as an editor I thought I was just doing video because that was what the old sports director told me that I would just be in charge of doing video work because I actually have a like a background in film this whole time like I came to USC because of the film school not because of the communication or journalism program and I'm actually a comm major so nothing to do with journalism Same, I just do but now I'm double minoring in multimedia design and journalism so I am still trying to figure out what I want to do um, if I want to do something more like multimedia or something specifically tailored towards sports but my whole life I was trained as a figure skater so I always had that athlete mentality mm -hmm. which is why I do love reporting on sports because I totally understand what it's like to be a professional athlete having to answer questions and the limitations of, of the things that we can and can't do in media I always thought it'd be interesting to like kind of tell those stories from an athlete perspective which is why I got started in journalism so well I think it was a good choice Sarah thanks <laughs> still working <laughs>
So our next question is, how do you manage everything from school and podcasts and also writing? How do you keep that balance? I try to say yes to as much as possible. For example, how I brought up earlier, there was a soccer game that I knew nothing about. I wanted to... I still think it's so funny that you Googled soccer for I dummies. Probably, <laughs> I, I covered my first volleyball game. So it's like... I, volleyball for hey, dummies. Hey, it worked. It I worked. promise you, I typed, literally went to Google, said soccer for dummies, <laughs> volleyball for dummies. But I, I just want to be able to do as much as I can. And my program here is only 10 months. So I know that if I'm not tired, waking up, super early going to bed late um I, I feel like i'm not maximizing my opportunity so i mm -hmm. really just try to do as much as possible this semester i'm taking 18 units i work with trojan outreach i am a correspondent for see it live love doing these podcasts so i literally try to do everything possible yeah that's amazing too like just taking advantage of your position being here. This is still like my first year at a four-year university, so I'm still trying to like get the hang of things. I, I just like manage these things by just always taking the opportunities that are handed to me and like creating them if I can and sort of collaborating that kind of work. For instance, this whole Lakers Clippers thing, I have to write a column for a class. I'll probably pitch that in another class so that I could continue writing about it and constantly collaborating my work together to make it more time efficient is definitely something that I'd recommend doing if possible but it a lot of it doesn't feel like work to me because I enjoy yeah, it so much yeah so it's it's not about managing my work it's literally just about managing my time so that I could fit these things in because I want to do them right yeah unfortunately we still do have to take those core classes you know I'm in the mind civilization still don't really know much about the mind civilization <laughs> but i'm so glad that i have enough time in my schedule to be here and to take advantage of these opportunities because like we said a lot of colleges don't even offer programs like this yeah again i try to work my schedule so i can be here and whenever i'm here even though i'm working really long hours i probably should be studying the mind civilization but I do enjoy the work that I do here, and it doesn't feel like work at all. It's just so much fun. I feel like this next question is a little bit of a hot one. Okay, let's get um, it. Now that D1 athletes are getting paid in California, shouldn't D1 sports journalists get paid too? I'll say it right now, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think some instances we are able to get paid, whether it's work study or just on-campus jobs yeah i think if we're able to produce content that gets picked up by espn or any major outlet yeah maybe there would be a fee for okay we're espn we know you're usc annenberg but we'll pay you however much to use right this exact phrase or paragraph that you used in our work yeah and we get the inside scoop especially as students exactly and student athletes are so much more willing to talk to students than professional journalists um yeah i mean we're viewed as peers to a lot of these athletes yeah, yeah it might be as simple as you're in the same class with somebody and y'all are just having a conversation and a lot of times too athletes here or anywhere really that play football, you don't see them without a helmet that much. So you could very well be having a conversation with somebody 
who is a star. Like, I don't know what Keaton looks like. Keaton Slovis. <laughs> really? So I very well could have been talking to him a few times and had no clue. Yeah. So that it could be as simple as having these conversations and getting inside information in a classroom. As an editor, we do get paid. But among all the other editors, we always try to gun for opportunities for students to be paid because you guys are putting in a lot of work and time. Um, especially like writing an article doesn't take like 30 minutes. Like it takes a couple hours and you guys have to do edits and it, it's a lot of work having to go out to games and shooting them um, being at risk for injury at some games. <laughs> right. Mikey ran over by a 6'4", 300-pounder. So, I mean, we always try to give students compensation. I think the most frustrating thing for us is that because we go to a school with such a large endowment that they don't budget enough for journalists or student journalists, I would gun for that. It's just at, like allocating more money for us so we can use the opportunities that we already have to its full advantage and cover even more insightful stories in the future. Yeah, I mean, like, the large endowment does benefit us in a lot of ways in that, like, we have this amazing media center. And it's, I mean, like, this place is nicer than some of the internships that I've had. Like, Likewise. I, yeah. yeah, I haven't seen halo desk or even this podcast room be as nice right um but yeah i mean i think students deserve compensation for their work because we're doing the, the same work as journalists just with a different subject matter just being college specific athletes right and and you know if this is what we're going to be doing and we're paralleling the work that we will be doing just at a different station or media conglomerate then I think we should be paid too. Like, obviously, I'm not asking for ESPN salaries here, but, right. you know, we put in work. I think we should be rewarded for it. And especially with, I mean, the world of college athletics is going to change forever as soon as this, you know, compensation thing comes into full effect. Right. And I think that that gives plenty of room for this argument that should student journalists be paid because if the athletes are being paid, then why aren't the people who are covering the athletes being paid? Like, we're the media that connects the athletes to the masses. And in every other instance, they get paid, but because we're college students, we don't. Are there any perks you enjoy? So many. There's, <laughs> I mean, like, the access that we get, I couldn't... Like, I couldn't even get this if I was a different major at this school. But the fact that I'm that a journalism is so major, true. Yeah. like, actually helps me tenfold. Um, you know, this the access to Lakers, Clippers, LAFC, Kings potentially soon. Like, and, and the fact that USC is also a centralized campus in regards to the city of LA. Because, I mean, my apartment is actually closer to Staples Center than it is to campus. So, oh, wow. like, having that, too, is is so, it, it's, it just benefits me so much. And just all the perks of being allowed to, you know, work at this media center. Like, what it's like to have real, the real, you know, contemporary technology that other big media stations are using. But we're allowed to use it here for free. Or, like, that we get to rent out cameras, like DSLRs or 
you know, just video cameras, tripods, whatever we need. That sort of equipment goes a long way and it saves yeah. a lot of money if I'm not willing to splurge one time and get the, get the product and instead just rent it or something for free. I love the free games. That's always yeah. a perk. The experience that we get, like you were talking about, Christian, here in the media center and also being able to learn from people who by and large we're doing this before we were even born yeah 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 huge thing there's like rob is amazing right exactly rob parker he's a great mentor and someone who knows what they're talking about so to be able to learn from people who have been covering sports for decades is a huge perk in itself also i think getting to uh end up forging relationships with people who are gonna be professional athletes in a short amount of time there's um, a friend of mine, Anna Cockrell, is on the track team here. She won nationals in her events this past year. Um, and there's probably going to be opportunities for her to be in the Olympics in 2020. So she's someone that I've gotten to uh, know as a person. We're working on a few projects together. And this is someone who is about to do great things athletically and even off of the track. So just being able to meet the next generation of professional athletes is huge yeah definitely i guess i'll give like one of the perks that no one really thinks about is the free food oh absolutely i mean we think about it (laughs) we do we do as college students that's all we think about is free food but at games like if you go to i mean obviously they would only have this for bigger games like football and basketball but we get free food all the time also we get to travel too which is something that a lot of even just journalists don't get to do and it's really nice to have a program to support that for sure I mean, going back to the food thing, like, it's a real <laughs> big perk. Oh, my God. Who doesn't love the right? free food, man? Yeah, I, at the Notre Dame game, that was probably the most extra setup I've ever seen. They brought out four or five different entrees. Wow. And, like, dessert. <laughs> and after the game, they brought, like, deep dish Chicago pizza for everyone. That was probably, like, the nicest game I've ever been or ever covered. So, Sarah, you're to... making my mouth water. I haven't <laughs> even <laughs> eaten dinner yet. <laughs> They probably have to be quiet in the press room. Yeah, everyone's like munching on their pizza. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) just so they can get that food afterwards. Right. (laughs) Kind of back to what you were saying, Hunt. Like a big thing that I like is that our professors also connect us with their either former or like current co-workers. And we get real opinions. Like we get valuable insight. Like one, Mickey, uh, my professor... She had um, Steve Wyke, I believe is how you pronounce his name, who broke the Colin Kaepernick story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he he was just kind of giving us advice. And then as well as like some of the producers from uh, the Undisputed podcast. And we did like a mock sports debate in class and they gave us live critique and whatnot. And all of that stuff is not only is it super memorable, but it's really valuable information because their opinion holds weight to us as journalists, obviously, because they're they're in the positions that we want to be in. So what they know, we want to learn. Exactly. I think like the funniest thing is that sometimes, at least for me, I forget that our professors are really, really famous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I have this one professor. She basically started Entertainment Tonight. 
Wow. And she always starts off. She's so cute. She starts off with class, like telling about her, us about her weekend, like what she did. And she's like, "Oh yeah, I was chatting with my friend George. Like you know George, like George Clooney." And we're just like, no. "Your friend George, George so Clooney? Casual. Like of course we know who he is." That just goes to show the biggest reason why I think Annenberg has been number one for so long is just because of these professors, and they're so willing to bring these people in. We had Stephen Galloway come in for the first uh, class, and he's the biggest journalist for The Hollywood Reporter. So just to have those opportunities, just by taking classes too, is something that most colleges don't really offer and don't have access to, and I'm so grateful that we have access to that here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the fact that, yeah, these, these are our classes. Like, we're not... Like, not only are we doing this outside of class and trying to get these kinds of opinions and connections outside of class, but we also get them in class. Right. Which is, like, that's how you use your education, I think. Like, that's the most effective way. Um, Just mimicking and simulating what it would be like to actually be a professional in this field and getting criticism from actual professionals in this field. Uh, That's how we learn. And I think... You know, call me biased, but I think it's the most effective way of learning. I have to agree with that. I think that's part of why, or a huge part of why our work doesn't feel like homework or busy work, because we're actually going to do the stuff that we care about. Yeah. Yeah. This brings us to our last question of the day. What's the most challenging part of your job, and how do you deal with that? I would say being present. Mm -hmm. I've always struggled with trying to be in the moment and not thinking so much about the next job or next opportunity or how I can make my resume or real better for the future. And this is a place I've wanted to be since I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I applied here out of high school knowing that I wasn't going to get in. I had a 3.5 GPA. And to be here now after graduating LM- from LMU is I really work on that a lot while I'm also reaching out to people, trying to make a bunch of different connections. I'm trying very hard to be present in this moment and really enjoy the time getting to cover USC sports, having podcasts here in this immaculate media center. And it that's, that's really probably my biggest challenge. And I think I've, balance that by thinking about how far I've come while also being very very focused on how far I still want to go yeah I think balancing my time is probably the most difficult obstacle on a consistent basis because you know I have assignments classes then I have all this work uh the sports desk work and then like still trying to maintain a social life because I'm still a college kid, you know, like I'm still an undergrad. I'm trying to enjoy my years here and it's a fantastic school to enjoy your undergrad years. And so it's hard to take advantage of everything when there's only 24 hours in a day. Uh, there's only so much that I could do. You know, I'm I'm nitpicking here. Like I don't have very many difficult obstacles that I need to overcome because I'm in such a fortunate situation over here, but I think managing time is probably the most difficult for me. I think the most challenging part is 
trying to stay dynamic with everything. Because of my skating background, our eyes are always set on being number one in any competition. Like, don't accept failure. The biggest learning curve doing this stuff is that you mess up all the time. And it's totally okay to make mistakes because that's how you learn. And that's how you can view things in a completely different lens where in skating, it's so subjective that you don't have no flexibility and you're only there to perform to a certain audience. But doing journalism here, at least what I've learned is that you're writing because first of all, you believe that it's a story that needs to be heard. And it's something that's completely original that you find and discover and report on yourself because you find it meaningful. So I think that's the most challenging part is to always search for stories like that because I feel like I'm almost so used to just reporting on something that people want to hear. Thanks for tuning in for this episode of The Knockout Round. Next week, we've got a special guest for you. So make sure you're following at the co-round on Instagram to stay updated with this podcast. For more updates on USC sports news, follow at Media Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Keep listening to The Knockout Round every Tuesday and Friday. Thank you.